Hey everyone, it's Donald Muhammad. Welcoming you back to another podcast titled Safety, Security, and You. A podcast that was curated with one goal, to keep you informed with all things security, to keep you, your family, and your business safe. As I always state in my opening, my name is Donald Muhammad, a 23-year veteran of private security, corrections, executive protection, and private investigation. Over the last year, I have spent more time doing more security consulting and tailoring risk mitigation programs. So after COVID hit, or you know, however you want to term it, the, the pandemic, the, the COVID, basically society as we know has changed. So over the last between five to six months, you know, once this pandemic started, I basically decided to start a podcast about all things security. So tonight we're gonna switch it around tonight and we're gonna just basically talk about security. So basically the title of this podcast will be security, the word no one wants to talk about. So before I get started tonight, I wanna ask you a question. You know, how often do you think about security? And when I ask that question about security, I don't mean, you know, just in a general, in a general sense, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, going to the store and, you know, your security guard at the store. I'm asking you when security comes to your mind, what comes to your mind? What do you think about when you think about the word security? So I decided tonight to switch this podcast, this podcast up basically because I want to switch gears. I want to leave the listeners with more of a deep thinking about that word, because as I noticed yesterday when I was moving around in Chicago, once again, the defund the police um, protests are once again ramping up. Now, the one that I noticed yesterday was by Whitney. uh, I think that was Whitney Young. Yes, Whitney Young High School which is literally right down the street from the Chicago Police Academy. So it's ramping up. And if you've been following the Chicago Police Department, you've noticed that there was an article in the, I wanna say it was in the Tribune, that retirements are up for the Chicago Police Department. And it's the same thing with New York. Now, I know you're sitting there like, well, I don't care. Hey, it's the police after police and this, that, and the other. But as I tell people all the time, there are good police out there. Now, you may say, well, you're just saying that because, you know, you, you know, work in security and you this and you that. I beg to differ because I have associates in the Chicago Police Department. I have associates Uh, with the Cook County Sheriff's Department. I have associates with the DuPage County Sheriff's Department. I have associates on the federal level. And not because I did some training with the Federal Protective Services Police, also known as Homeland Security. It's because when you're working in the level of security that I work in, whether it's security consulting or executive protection, or as you would call it, bodyguarding, you learn to develop relationships with people. And for the most part, every relationship that I've 
been fortunate enough to develop are with hardworking men and women who get up every day, who go to work to strive to make a difference. Now, we all know there are some bad apples out there. We know that already. But for the most part, you have men and women who get up every day striving to make a difference in the communities that they serve, not knowing if they're going to come back to their own families. Now, when we go to work or you go to work or I go to work, you know, every day is a new challenge. So we don't know, God forbid, we might be the victim of a car crash or, you know, whatever the case may be. But these are men and women who get up every day not knowing if that call that they're going on is going to be their last call. So I tell people all the time that there are good police out there. And so I don't want nobody to think that I'm just, you know, riding on the coattails of law enforcement. No, I know personally that there are good officers out there. So one of the things that I want to continue to talk about, and I'm going to refer it back over to you, is that you may say to yourself, well, why do I need to hear about security, especially on a podcast? Well, to answer that question, it's better to know about security so you will have a better understanding of truly what security is. And I'm going to say that again. I want you to have a better understanding of truly what security is and how it can affect you negatively if not truly understood. Because once again, you know, the question goes back to when I say security, basically what pops in your mind. So as I continue, I want to continue basically saying security is a topic that has gained a whole new meaning after this COVID-19 pandemic started. It really made America and not just America, but it made the world. It made the world operate in a whole different way. From face mask, working from home, Zoom fatigue. Yes, I said it, Zoom fatigue, because I think we all get tired of Zooming. You know, I'm not going to get my age away, but I remember when we used to Skype, but it seems like Skyping has taken a backseat to Zooming. Even myself, a lot of times with my clients, I have to have a Zoom meeting, you know, gone are the days where you can sit down with your clients or, you know, gone are the days where you uh, can come into a meeting you know, with six and seven and eight times, you know, 10 people. Now everything is done by Zoom. So, yes, you know, I'm pretty confident a lot of us can agree. A lot of you will agree that, you know, we definitely get Zoom fatigue. So from that and the social distancing, you know, in America alone, we are a society where, you know, a handshake and, uh, you know, you know, a hug or an embrace. We are basically, as I would say, a touchy feely society. If you're closing a business deal, you want to shake hands. If you're, you know, working with your lawyer, you're working with whoever you work with, you know, you want to be able to shake hands or whatever the case may be. That is no more. That is no more. So we are dealing with social distancing where we have to maintain six feet away from everybody. 
So gone are the days where you could walk in the supermarket and, you know, reach for that, uh, you know, cereal and be right next to somebody. Now you literally it's like a waiting at a traffic light. You have to wait till that person moves away from the rice before you go get your stereo or you have to wait till that person moves away from the 1% milk so you can get the 2% milk. So, you know, society as we know has changed. And society has completely changed in a matter of the last five to six months as we all have had to adapt and adapt quickly to this new norm. Now, one thing I tell people all the time that unfortunately what has not changed is security and how security, you know, you know, is thought about in this society and basically how people truly seize it. You know, security is looked at as a 500 pound gorilla in the room that no one wants to acknowledge. So as a side note, imagine you walking into a meeting. You know, back in the day is when we can have meetings. Imagine you walking into a meeting and you're standing at the door. Nobody is acknowledging you. So that's really what security is right now. Nobody wants to acknowledge the 500 pound gorilla in the room that is staring right at them. So it is considered a necessity for businesses because it drains revenue and does not produce any. Now, I've also worked in security management. And part of doing security management is obviously, you know, running budgets. We have to have a budget. You have to present the budget to uh, those who are higher up. You know, uh, everybody has a boss. So security, once again, we have to maintain a level of service. But sometimes you are forced to cut. You are told that you cannot buy these new radios. You are told that you can't hire uh, this person, you are told that you can't do what you want to do because we have to watch the budget. So when I say security is 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 not producing revenue, it really it's not. If you have a proprietary security force, which is uh, official word for in-house security, you know you are at the mercy of the board. You are at the mercy of what the budget states that you can have, and that is all you can have. If you are working with a contract security company, uh, one of the negative uh, risk of having uh, contract security is because a lot of times if I'm shopping for contract security, what are you shopping for? I'm shopping for the lowest price. And even though, you know, you want security, I'm not willing to pay X amount of dollars for this company. So I'm going to pay X amount of dollars for that company. So once again, I'm saving money, but as the old saying go, you get what you pay for. And it goes back to what you say. Security does not bring in revenue. It takes uh, away revenue, you know? So as I tell people already, it's also considered a liability headache, you know, ask any HR person, ask any body, from the CEO on down to the HR manager, that security is considered a liability due to the risk associated with having security officers, security guards, security personnel, or whatever you classify them as, security comes with liability. If you want to know more about security and liability, just Google any article on security and losses, and you will see articles and articles 
on lawsuits involving security and the millions that have been awarded to plaintiffs, obviously from the uh, situation at hand. That's why I say security, you know, we need security, but unfortunately in this day and time, security can be considered a liability. So once again, it goes back to talking about your essence of security. What do you think about your security? And you may say, well, what does all this have to do with me? Because I want us to get into the thinking that you are responsible for your own security. You have to make the determination that when I walk out the door or whatever the case may be, I am in charge of my own security and I have to put that on my forefront. If I have children, if I have a family, if I have a business, I am in charge of my security. And I cannot depend on law enforcement or a uh, anybody else's security uh, guards or personnel to help me in the time of need, because that's why I'm bringing up liability. Security is a liability. So a lot of companies do, do not want their security personnel getting involved. So what does that lead them to do? If something is happening to you, then the they're forced to call the police. And that goes back to the biggest thing that's going on, defund the police, police officers retiring, the response times are up. So once again, you're at the mercy of somebody else. When I tell my clients, once again, you are in charge of your own security. So it is a known fact that most businesses only have security on site due to insurance regulations, reducing liability to create visibility or to deter would-be criminal offenders. So I'm going to go back and talk about the create visibility. You you would be surprised of the businesses that basically only want, and I hate to say it like this, but they only want a body. They don't want you to do anything. They don't want you to get involved. They just hope that your presence at a front door will deter. So while you're shopping inside of you know, some luxury stores for the stores that are still open. Once again, if something was to happen, you cannot expect that security personnel at the front door is going to get involved. If you walk out the door and God forbid somebody snatches your purse, you cannot expect that security personnel to get involved because a lot of times they have been instructed not to get involved for what well, you guessed it, fear of liability. So this is why, once again, and I'm going to continue to say it, I tell my clients that you are in charge of your own security. So to continue on, you know, I've talked about, you know, they hope that the personnel would, you know, deter the criminal offenders. But did you also know that most businesses do not want security to stop shoplifters, detain criminal offenders, or even have security guards on the insides of their banks? If you just gasped and said, wow, then now you see why I decided to start these podcasts in conjunction with my security consulting company, Diplomatic Security Services Group of Chicago. These podcasts were basically curated to make you more aware, because just like uh, two Sundays ago, when the looting in downtown Chicago came out of nowhere, once again, it left the businesses on their own. So this podcast is 
basically designed not just for you as a person, but for businesses as well, because you have to be able to know that your business is safe 24 hours a day. You should be able to make a phone call or to, you know, have a, uh, a company or whatever the case may be to do roving patrols, or you should be able to have what they call a person that holds a key to basically say, you know, go at these times and check on my property, check on my business to make sure that it's safe. Because nowadays, once again, businesses, especially in Chicago, are being looted, are being damaged. And unfortunately, the Chicago Police Department is basically outmanned and they cannot be everywhere at one time. So, you know, even in this pandemic, you know, this pandemic society, security has become an overlooked word with no real meaning or understanding of what true security is. With everything I just described in relation to security and liability, one can no longer afford to think all security is alike. Yes, you do have a few businesses that allow their security to handle matters such as uh, shoplifting, damage to property, trespassing, just to name a few. And one such place who allows their security officers, their security personnel to do such is the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the Mall of America. I have. It's a huge, huge mall complete with uh, rides and roller coaster. It's a huge facility and they have over 175 uh, trained security personnel. Now, they're not even law enforcement. They're not law enforcement. They're not sworn law enforcement. And like I said, they employ over 175 highly trained personnel from bike patrol, canine and special operations, and even plainclothes personnel. They are in a true capacity security officer. So when you walk into that mall, you know that even though I tell my clients, you don't want to let your guard down at any time, you know that you have security personnel that are going to uh, basically get involved if something was to happen. And especially in this time of active, you know, these active uh, shooters, you know, uh, we had a situation uh, about two months ago at North Riverside Mall while well, a person was shot uh, in the area of J.C. Penney, and I'm pretty sure you've heard about the numerous, you know, active shooter situations in malls. And once again, I'm going back to talk about security. How many malls do you go into and they're unarmed? How many malls do you go into and you ba you barely see a security officer or a security guard? So once again, talking about security and telling, you know, basically telling you. Like I tell my clients that you are in charge of your security. So when you walk into these places, a plan should be in your mind about, okay, well, honey or sweetie or whatever the case may be, this is what we're going to do in the event that something happens. Not to go too far ahead, but I tell people that they should all be looking at emergency exits or looking at the next uh, way that you can get out of a situation if something was to happen. Because once again, like I told, I've been saying this the, uh, the entire podcast, if you're depending on somebody else to help you 
you know, you don't want to be dependent upon that because once again, with the issue of liability, with the issue of defund the police, and with the issue of everything that is going on in this pandemic society, you want to make sure that you are prepared to be able to get yourself or your family out of harm's way or to make sure your business is protected in a situation, uh, especially with all the current looting and the damage to property that's been happening. So we're going to talk about the bank security and liability for those who still venture into banks. You know, some people still do go to the bank. Uh, have you noticed a difference regarding bank security? Gone are the old security type, you know, complete with the Barney Fife revolver, also known as the six shooter. Banks out of fear of once again, liability have basically removed armed security from their branches and either have unarmed security or none at all, or rather relying on closed circuit cameras. And I know Chase Bank is one of those. If you go into a Chase Bank, you do not see a security officer or security guard. You may go to one Chase Bank every now and then, but for the most part, they have taken security out of the banks and rather they rely on uh, what they call closed circuit TV to once again hope that if somebody does decide to come in and rob a bank that the clarity and the picture quality would be enough to deter or be able to apprehend at a later time so once again that takes the liability off the bank so if you walk in there and you cash a check or you walk out with money once again going back to the original statement you're on your own because once again banks do not want that liability and for those few banks who still have armed security they have them posted outside of the branch to help mitigate the threat of a bank robbing with the hope that if an offender sees the armed security officer outside the offender will rethink robbing or targeting the bank now you may say well what is a armed security guard what is he going to do you know do outside well the goal is the real reasoning basically is to help reduce the risk of a takeover robbery. A takeover robbery is when armed offenders storm the bank and takes it over while robbing it. Banks have been sued multiple times due to the armed, armed security guard engaging in a gunfight with the offenders, which resulted in the death or injury of bank personnel or customers. And one example of that is a bank on 87th and South King Drive in Chicago. I think it's called Illinois, Illinois Service Bank or something like that. There was a robbery there uh, over five years ago to take over robbery and the security guard got into a shootout and people were hurt. So that has been one of the things that banks have gotten away from. They don't want security guards in the bank. And if they do, a lot of times you will see the security guard outside, especially if the guard, you know, basically if the guard has a gun. In this pandemic, new world security and how we view it should be examined more and ignored less. I'm gonna say that again, it should be examined more and ignored less. As I stated in a recent blog posted via WordPress, celebrities, entertainers, and hip hop artists alike have paid with their lives by looking at security 
as an afterthought. You know, uh, I, you know, for those who follow hip hop, I've said once before, uh, you know, Pop Smoke, uh, another hip hop artist. Uh, I think his name is uh, XX Tenation or XXX Tenation, the gentleman that was killed uh, down in Florida. I mean, we've lost numerous hip hop artists because the more famous you become, the more of a target you become. And I tell people once that again, the more you become famous, the more of a target you become. So we should not look at security as an afterthought. Security should always be on, should always be on our minds, should be sitting right there on, on, on our minds. Now, before we go further, I want you to ask yourself a question. How do you view security? And I don't mean the security in your building or at the school you attend. I mean the word security. Do you know the meaning of the word? How do you, in your mind, interpret security? Now, after you have thought about it, let's look at the word security from the Webster's Dictionary. Now, in Webster's, it states security, which is a noun, the state of being free from danger or threat. Now, for those who may have heard my previous podcast or blogs, I gave the definition before but decided again tonight to officially define the word security again to really try as a security professional to help you truly understand the word and understand the definition. Now, as you really began to rethink your personal definition that you had before this podcast, ask yourself another question. As you, your family, or your business continues to adapt to the new norm during this COVID-19 pandemic, do you feel safe from danger or threat when you leave for work? You know, and I got to, you know, say for those that still have to go into work, when you go to the supermarket, even driving your car, we've had situations where people have been targeted for random shootings just driving in their car. We've had situations people have been killed by just driving down the street in their cars. And if you cannot answer this question or have never even thought about this serious question, you are truly living your life on a prayer. And for those who say, what do you mean by living my life on a prayer? John Bon Jovi put out a song basically saying you're living on a prayer. You cannot live on a prayer. You have to make sure that security is at the forefront of everything that you do. So to sum it up, the basis of this podcast tonight was basically to make you think about security and to truly make you understand that you are responsible for your own security. From law enforcement to security, it is my desire to really make you rethink the notion that they have an obligation to truly serve and protect on the law enforcement side or in the private security to deter and prevent. Security guards, security officers are basically only there to deter and report, to deter and prevent. They are not there to get involved. They are only there as an extra set of eyes and ears. And you hope that the training that they are supposed to have, and I will be covering training 
at a later time on my podcast because you'd be surprised of the security officers or security guards who lack the proper training to even know how to do a description of if something was happening. So we will cover that in a later podcast. But, you know, they don't have an obligation to get involved. They just have an obligation to deter and, and hopefully, and I'm going to say that word, hopefully prevent. In the scenarios explained in this podcast, with everyone being afraid of being sued or becoming the next YouTube hit for the wrong reason, your mentality has to shift away from depending, dependency as a consumer who is willing to approach every day understanding that in this defund the police era and security personnel who are limited in their duties that the word security has to be revisited and moved to a new priority in your life your family and your business so as this podcast concludes for this week i want to thank those who have decided to tune in i've noticed that i've gained a lot of uh, views and i want to thank you you know these podcasts these blogs these youtube videos they are not designed to you know draw in customers to my security consulting they are not to you know draw business in for any of that they are meant to as i say they are meant to keep you informed and to hopefully keep you safe to keep your family safe and to keep your business safe so once again this is donald muhammad i look forward to uh speaking with you at a later time once again for our next podcast don't forget to check me out on youtube and also i am on wordpress at donald muhammad with that being said have a safe week i look forward to talking to you next week same time thank you